When those boundaries support our own definition of success, one that we have personally written, well, they not only bring out a richness into our life, but they also help other people feel encouraged to create, set, and express their own boundaries. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. So there's this line in my book that I cling to often, and it says, the way you rise up to your battles is linked to the kind of warrior you believe you are. And these words, they come up for me often. And every single time I think about them, I am reminded about how much confidence or what we believe to be true about ourselves can absolutely transform the ways that we show up in every area of our lives, in our work, our relationships, our communities, our creativity, our conflict, in the thoughts we hear in our heads day in and day out, and even in the dreams that we have at night. Like who we believe we are directly affects what we do and how we do it. In today's episode, I want to get into just how intertwined confidence is with your sense of success, your sense of peace, and how you can get really clear on the kind of warrior that you are. You'll learn four ways that you can rewire some of the internal dialogues that aren't serving you in any way so that you can experience a real effective and joyful mindset about yourself. Now, you've probably heard the popular saying, you are not your thoughts, but it's a difficult thing to internalize when our thoughts are constantly with us, right? Like if all you hear all day in your mind is you're too much or you're not enough or you shouldn't say that or you might fail or you're not going to try. Well, it's pretty hard to not listen and believe, isn't it? Like even if you only hear thoughts like this on your very low days, it's hard to want to climb up and out of those narratives. I think an important piece to remember is that our mindsets aren't set for life. We can change, we can evolve, we can grow. And in fact, I think it's important and we should. And that means the kind of love and belief that we currently have for ourselves isn't the final destination. And I think that should have us all breathing a sigh of relief. And here's the good news. This isn't just reserved for the special people, or it's not just true for me, though today's conversation is definitely coming from my own perspective. It's helpful for me to remember that literally everyone deals with their own version of this. Everyone has things that they wish they could change about themselves or a loop of negative self-talk that they can't seem to quiet or long held beliefs that they hold as their truths. I've realized having any of those isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's completely normal, but that doesn't mean you have to live in that space or with those beliefs forever. In fact, it takes a lot of daily actions and thoughts to rewire our own stories and rebuild our belief in ourselves. So let's get into a few tactical ways that we can all do that together. I've been taking tons of walks with Baby Quinn lately, and it's always a great time for podcasts. Thankfully, I've got a ton of new shows to listen to from the HubSpot Podcast Network, just like My First Million, hosted by Sam Parr and Sean Purry. My First Million features famous guests, 
digs into how companies made their first million and brainstorms new business ideas based on the hottest trends and opportunities in the marketplace. They've covered topics like why the next big social media network will be on the blockchain, companies of one that make millions, and three patterns for great business ideas. Listen to My First Million and all the HubSpot Podcast Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. Before we do any of this work, I want to invite you to pause. I want for you to think about this. When was the last time that you really truly considered how you feel about who you are? Pause for a second. Just think about it. If you want to hit pause in this episode, please do it. But when have you thought about who you are and how that makes you feel? Now, it's easy to think a lot about what we do or what we contribute or what we create or what we think we're supposed to be doing or being or becoming. The past and the future really tend to occupy our thoughts, don't they? So in a world where we're usually running to the next thing, where busy is this badge of honor that most of us are wearing, or where we're left feeling guilty when we're not busy, it's important that we pause big time in order to let our feelings and our beliefs come back into focus. And I mean, we've got to come to a full screeching halt. It doesn't have to be for a long time, but it should be for an intentional time. Because sometimes these beliefs that we carry around about ourselves don't want to be seen or questioned or adjusted, and a lot of them certainly don't want to be rewritten. But here's the thing. If the battles are coming, and with any amount of life experience, I think I can tell you that they are, then it's important for us to know, to really know what kind of warrior we believe we are, which stems from our self-confidence. And this isn't just for our big goals and ideas of success, but for all of the in-between too, because our life is made up of a lot of in-between. So your confidence or what you believe about the truth of who you are matters all of the time. So here's my question. When was the last time that you halted the hurry for just a moment and asked yourself some important questions about your identity? Have you had a moment to take a look at those self-beliefs that you're busy carrying around? When was the last time that you asked yourself, how am I really? And not just asking that question, but waiting long enough to hear that response. That part is a piece that most of us don't want to wait for. Like we don't want to wait to hear how we're really doing. Little did I know that finding the answer meant not just asking the questions, but listening to myself. Now, for many of us, or probably for most of us, our brains work faster than we can keep up with. They flip from task to task out of necessity or responsibility or even distraction. And it's in those in-betweens day in and day out that our brains are continually weaving elaborate stories about who we are and what we're capable of. I mean, we're always picking up or dropping off a little bit more of the story of who we are. And here's the key word there. What we're talking about are stories. Some of these stories are fact. Some are interwoven with fiction. Some are based on the chapters we've written before. They're stories written from our own experiences, but they're also filled with borrowed pieces that we pick up from the lives of others, what we see on social media or TV, what we check out in the mirror, or even what we pick up from how other people see us or speak to us. 
We basically come up with these narratives that are probably not even true. And our brains, bless them, tend to keep us focused on what's wrong with us or where there is potential for failure as a means to protect us. Just like how it's much easier to remember every single little thing from that cringeworthy moment in middle school than it is to remember every single moment from all the far better days in our lives. Like, thanks brain. I love you. But can we prioritize the memories we keep maybe? In an article published in the Washington Post, it shared that many studies suggest that we are more likely to remember negative experiences over positive ones. And according to Laura Cartinson, a psychology professor at Stanford University, she says that in general, we tend to notice the negative more than the positive. Cartinson says that many psychologists think that this has evolutionary roots. That is, it's more important for people, for survival, to notice a lion in the brush than it is to notice the beautiful flower that is growing on the other side of the way. Cartinson, who is known for her research on aging, said one school of thought believes that our attention to negative events has adaptive value. She said there's a lot of information to be learned in difficult or dangerous situations and that our brains can apply that knowledge when a similar situation presents itself in the future. So how do we change all of this if this is simply how it is that we're wired? The way to approach transforming the way that we see ourselves might be a little counterintuitive. For me, I know it was because I thought that I just needed to get a little bit louder than that negative thought in my head. I mean, that's what a warrior would do, right? Like when it screamed, Jenna, when you fail at this, it's going to really hurt. Then I would just scream something back in my head. And let's be honest, sometimes a good scream, whether it's literal or figurative, can feel really good. But it turns out that I really was just inviting those false narratives to yell right back at me. So when this starts to happen to me, I've learned what I have to do. I personally have to come to a screeching halt. I have to pause. I have to get quiet. I have to ask myself what I've been busy believing, like really believing about who I am and what I'm capable of. And then the hardest part for me is I have to pause and listen long enough to hear my own answers. Like those answers that come from the core of your being, those answers that are guided by your intuition. So let's talk about what this process of pausing and listening can actually look like for you. According to clinical psychologist, Dr. Barbara Markway, she says self-confidence is linked to almost every element involved in a happy and fulfilling life, end quote. She says the more confident you become, the more you'll be able to calm the voice inside of you that says, I can't do it. You'll be able to unhook from all those stories that have been weaving into your identity and take action that is in line with your values and your realist self. That doesn't mean memorizing 10 more motivational mantras. That means more confidence that can bring about more peace because you'll be able to go in all things knowing who you are and the power that you bring with you. So with that, let's begin rewriting those thoughts. So number one, rewrite the story that you're telling yourself. Now, a lot of times when we're lacking confidence, it's because we're leaning on past experiences in order to predict our future. Just like that research suggested, that's what we do. It's our human tendency. It's our ability to look at what we've already gone through or what we've experienced in life and then lean on that to help us predict what's going to happen next. And while this can be a helpful tendency, like remembering how last time I chugged a smoothie right before I went on a run was not a very fun time for me, it can also be detrimental in our ability to grow our confidence or to show up in a new way. It's almost like our brains go on this loop telling us what will happen without us even imagining a different outcome. 
I think the most clear common example of this is what we do when we feel about ourselves, say like after a relationship or a friendship has ended. Now, you know me, I've been married for over a decade, but heartbreaks are something that you never forget. Heartbreak has this way of saying, okay, I never want to feel that way again, so let's not go anywhere near it. And can you see how this thought that is meant to protect us can actually hold us back from experiencing really wonderful things? Like if we're not intentional about the stories we believe about ourselves, we can weave the past into our present field of vision, distorting it in ways that aren't necessarily aligned with reality. I love this story. So Brene Brown shared the story in her documentary. Drew and I had watched it. We were laughing so hard. So she talks about this time that she and her husband went to the lake. They were out there swimming together, splashing around. And here she expresses to him what a wonderful, amazing time she's having and how connected she feels with him. And his response in that moment was that the water felt great. And then he kept swimming. And after that weird interaction, she was pissed off. Like those are her words, not mine. Here she was feeling blown off like he was uninterested and that he didn't feel the same magic she was feeling. And you know those spiral moments where you 1000% believe something to be true based on a one-off interaction or what history is telling you is happening again. Well, it turns out he was just in the middle of a swim. He couldn't hear her and he definitely didn't realize she was trying to have an emotional moment with him. And so later when they finally spoke about it and after she had had some choice words with him, she eventually landed on this phrase. The story I'm telling myself is. And Brene said those words changed her life. It was a story. Her assumptions were not based on what was real, and they certainly weren't reflective of her husband's feelings. And the best part was is he didn't even realize that this is what she was dealing with or processing until she finally shared with him the story she was telling herself. Can you see how easy it is to let our mind loop on a narrative? Like it can literally roll downhill like a snowball, picking up with more frustration, more fear, more resentment, or self-preservation as it tumbles. We take what we learn from our pain and our brain then repurposes it as a defense mechanism. And then, well, our brain, it doesn't want us to question it. Pride says stay mad and tries to pretend like we have this magic ball telling us what will happen before it does. And when we do this, we will likely miss really incredible opportunities for us to grow, disqualifying ourselves before the race even begins or missing out entirely on relationships that could be positive and impactful. It happens in relational interactions like Bernays' story, but because our lives really cannot be siloed off, it literally happens everywhere else too. Like everything bleeds into everything. Insecurities don't just turn off when we get to work. Who we believe we are and what we believe we deserve comes with us into careers, our conversations, our friends on vacation, on a first date, into our spending habits. It literally goes everywhere. And of course it does, because you, my friend, are a whole person and you take you everywhere you go, which includes your insecurities, your narratives, but it also includes your confidence. So when we talk about your confidence or lack thereof in who it is that you are, that is going to influence whether or not you take yourself out of the race before even trying, before you even know that whole truth about yourself, which means you are going to stay stuck where you are. If you're feeling like you've been stuck, chances are it's rooted in this confidence. And so being aware of when you're telling yourself stories that might not be accurate, well, that's the first huge step. 
And then it's up to you to rewrite that story by asking different questions, by getting out of your comfort zone or being honest with yourself and those around you and ultimately recognizing what's true and what is fear or trauma or insecurity. So if you're wondering, well, what are those different questions? Here are a few that I would ask myself. What do I know to be true about me or this situation? What am I feeling? And can I identify where those feelings are coming from? What is the story that I'm telling myself? If I had zero fear, what would my ideal outcome be? And if someone I love was in this scenario, what would I tell them to do? You can literally rewrite the outcome of what you're imagining. Like you can rewrite the story that you're telling yourself. You can craft a narrative that casts you as the lead and let that become your visualization and the story that you play on repeat. So start by knowing the stories that you tell yourself about who you are. Begin with the ones you're most familiar with where you're the main character and really think about how do these stories usually go? Do you feel like you're lost in the background? Maybe you feel like you're villainized. Maybe you're the quirky one. Maybe you're loved for what you can do rather than who you are. Now, when you get quiet enough and when you sit with how you feel about yourself through the stories you tell yourself most often, you're pulling out the stories that have been dictating the way you show up in the world, the kind of battles that you're built for. Step one is to cast yourself not only as the lead of your life, but as the director too. All right, 2022, slow your roll. Q1, it flew by and it was such a different season for my business. I was on maternity leave. I announced my first book, How Are You Really? And my team and I kept the business running through another winter of uncertainty. How are you feeling after the start of the year? Are you ready to take on Q2 and really put your head down on strategies and systems for growth this year? Well, HubSpot is here to help you with an easy to use CRM platform that aligns your business and delivers a seamless experience for your customers. Other CRMs can be cobbled together, but HubSpot is carefully crafted in-house for businesses just like yours. Its purpose-built suite of operations, sales, and marketing tools work together seamlessly so that you and your team can focus on what really matters, your customers. With features like team email, you can turn incoming emails into tickets or send them straight into your shared inbox so no more questions can slip through the cracks. You can even take your business to go with the HubSpot mobile app. Learn how to grow better by connecting your people, your customers, and your business at HubSpot.com. You might not know this about me, but one of my favorite roles that I play in life is being a host. That's why Drew and I are hosts on Airbnb. If you want to generate extra income and have space to share, you should definitely check out Airbnb. As a mom and full-time entrepreneur, it's been super easy to fit hosting into my schedule. Over the last few years, we've had many visitors and we've even been voted Superhost several times. Whether you've bought properties as an investment or have unused rooms waiting to be shared, hosting on Airbnb is the practical and profitable choice. And just think about it. If you've put a ton of time, effort, and work into your home, someone out there probably would love to experience it while they're traveling. So next time you're planning a trip or want to make some extra pocket change from your spaces, consider hosting on Airbnb. The hosting process is simple, practical, and tailored to you. Your home might be worth more than you think, Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's the life and work hack for you. Ever since I started getting dressed in the mornings before working from home, I have been more productive and efficient. I guess the saying dress for success is actually true, which is why I am obsessed with quince. 
Quince offers luxury fashion without the hefty price tag. With prices ranging from 50 to 80% less than similar brands, it's a no-brainer to choose Quince for timeless style at unbeatable prices. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman, passing the savings on to us, the savvy shoppers. Personally, I've snagged the Italian leather bow ballet flats. They've truly become a wardrobe staple. And let's not forget about their stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, which adds this touch of sophistication to any outfit. Whether I'm working from home, dressing up for a date night, or a play date with friends, Quince always delivers in style, quality, and affordability. If you're ready to elevate your wardrobe without breaking the bank, join me in embracing the Quince revolution. Trust me, your closet and your wallet will thank you. Indulge in affordable luxury at quince.com slash gold digger for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash gold digger to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Number two is this, write a letter to your fear. So we all have fear. It's natural, it's real, and it's part of being a human being. Now, for me, being a mom to a toddler, it's super interesting to see how fear grows and where it stems from. Like, think about it. No kid is born afraid of the dark. They don't even know it's something that they should potentially fear. In fact, most kids sleep in entirely blacked out rooms. But somewhere along the way, the idea that they should be afraid of the dark sets in, whether it's through media or movies, stories, or peers... And that influence then invokes fear where it once never existed. Beyond being afraid of the dark, there are a lot of fears that we hold as adults. Maybe that we're unlovable or unworthy or unqualified or uninteresting, just to name a few. So my question is, how do we combat those fears and shift them into confidence? Now, this next thing is not my idea, but it has been enormously helpful for me. And I want to share this exercise with you. So Elizabeth Gilbert, an amazing author, encourages people to sit down and physically write a letter to their fear. I know that it might sound a little woo-woo and maybe you're already embarrassed thinking if somebody finds this, what would they think? But the point is, is that you are to name your fear. You're to talk about it like it's a companion almost because most of our deepest fears are kind of our constant companions. They're the thing always whispering to us to stop or slow down or be careful or do something else. And our fears are meant to protect us or keep us safe. And so they're not really all that bad, but here's the thing. You can benefit from calling them by name, for thanking them for their protection, for letting them know how you plan to move forward, even in spite of them. Now, this activity lets you address your fear head on. And Elizabeth says, even thank it for wanting to protect you, but also let it know that you will move forward and you are going to be bold and you are going to try that thing anyway. It could go something like this. Dear fear, thank you so much for showing up as I'm about to release my book. It is very natural for you to want to show your face during this new season. And honestly, I see you and I honor the fact that you are there to protect me as I embark on something new and exciting and potentially terrifying. I know that you are just looking out for me and trying to protect me and my creativity and my heart, but I have to move forward in spite of you in order to honor what I believe to be my best life's work. I really want to make an impact with these words. So I realize I'm inviting in other voices, but in doing so, I am doing it with eyes wide open. I respect you, my fear, but I hope you'll understand that you can let me go. Love always, Jenna. 
Is that silly? Absolutely. But naming it and understanding why it exists can help you release it and move forward with more confidence. And it can allow you to show up in a bigger and bolder way because guess what? You've already thought about both sides of the coin. Number three is to shift your self-talk narrative. Okay. Let's talk about that inner mean girl, that Regina George that sits on your shoulder or whispers in your ear day in and day out. This practice for me has been life-changing in so many ways and is something that has to become a practice in your life. Now, listen here. This is not something that you can ever fully overcome or achieve, but just like you practice yoga or learning a new language, you've got to practice how you speak to yourself and pay attention to what it is that you say. I've personally found that so much of my confidence doesn't actually come from other people, what they're saying to me or even how they treat me, but more so from how I speak to, speak about, and how I see myself. Just like you can create these narrative loops or tell yourself stories about who you are or what you can do, your daily inner dialogue with yourself can absolutely shift how you show up in every aspect of your life. The first way to do this is through simply noticing. A lot of times our self-talk becomes so much a part of our lives that we fail to even notice the inner dialogue or how it affects us. I've used the app Headspace in the past to work on making meditation a part of my daily practice. And as someone with a very busy mind, I literally had to learn and think about my thoughts in a different way. So they kind of have this boot camp when you join the app and they give this example and it helps you learn how to meditate. And so they say, pretend that you are a spectator on the side of a busy road and that your thoughts are the cars going by. Now you don't want to try to stop them or halt them. You just want to sit as a spectator to your thoughts, not judging them or trying to change them, but just noticing them. Well, shifting your inner narrative starts with you simply paying attention to and noticing your inner dialogue for a little while before you try shifting it or adding any positive dialogue on top of it. I've always heard that you can't control the first thought, but you can control the ones that follow. So if you're ready to change your confidence and grow your confidence level and shift the way that you think about or speak about or speak to yourself, you first have to start with noticing those thoughts and then focus on what you are going to do and what that follow-up is going to look like. So for example, if your first thought is something like, my thighs are too big to wear these shorts. Well, the second thought might be, my cellulite isn't holding me back from climbing mountains or dancing a tango. Or if the first thought is something like, I could never go for that new job. There's no way they would choose me. The second thought could be, I have to choose myself and believe that I am uniquely qualified for this role and that I have a lot to offer. Or if the first thought is, that person is so fascinating. They probably don't have any interest in spending time with me. Then the second thought could be, heck, I'm an interesting human with life to share. So I'm going to try to offer some of my time to that person. Or lastly, if that first thought is, I'm just a lazy, unmotivated, unfocused person, well, your second thought can become, I haven't found that thing that lights my fire quite yet, but I'm on the hunt for it and I'm not going to give up. Now, lastly, number four is creating boundaries that support your own idea of success. Confidence comes when we practice voicing our needs and then standing firm in them, aka setting and holding our boundaries. And the best part about this is when those boundaries support our own definition of success, one that we have personally written, well, they not only bring out a richness into our life, but they also help other people feel encouraged to create, set, and express their own boundaries. 
Now, boundaries usually aren't a comfortable thing to share because it essentially requires you to advocate for yourself regardless of what others might think. But here's the thing. People actually respect boundaries more than you'd expect. Peace about who you are and what you're capable of and what you deserve, that is true confidence that multiplies. That invitation for others to show up in the same way tends to show up when you do this. And as your confidence grows, you are also lighting the way for other people to feel confident in themselves, their boundaries, and their decisions. Let me tell you a quick story. So when I first had Coco, I made this decision to not do any external interviews or speaking arrangements that would take me away from home. I wanted to fiercely protect my energy and use it to work on my own projects first. And after being in the industry for years, I was in this chapter of life where I really needed to be focused on creating strategically. Like I wanted to have a few things to focus on with my whole heart rather than do a whole lot of things fairly well and be hollowed out as a human by the end of the day. Like I'm the kind of person I do not want to be half in on anything that I truly care about, which means that I have to make sure that my list of things that I truly care about isn't super long. So creating this boundary meant that I was turning down opportunities that I would have previously killed for, but expressing that boundary brought upon a ton of respect and understanding because people could see I wasn't just talking the talk. I was walking the walk in putting my family and my values first. And that my friend is what is aligned with my truest identity. It might look different for you, but here's the thing. This process actually becomes easier when you can just say things like, Thank you so much for this incredible invite, but right now in this season of life, I'm having to sadly decline requests like yours to honor my own definition of success, which for me right now is to be home to wake my baby up and put her to sleep every night. Thank you so much for thinking of me and just know that my response is only a reflection of the boundaries I put in place to ensure that I'm leading with my values. Like, can you imagine being on the recipient end? You are not feeling any shame or feeling rejection. You're just looking at and seeing and being invited to honor someone else's boundaries. And that's literally what I would send out. And for me, once I decided what my boundaries were, I found myself spending way less time wondering if something was right or wrong for me. Like my decision fatigue nearly disappeared and my confidence, it went way up because the things that I was doing day in and day out every single day, whether or not I made some mistakes or learned as I went, those things were aligned with me. They were what I wanted to be busy doing and trying and learning and failing. And the narrative in my head towards myself, it became one that was more kind because my boundaries guided my context. Boundaries do not create a life of perfection. They create a safe space for you to be you, to do you, and to honor all the things that you are. They also create a space to reshape yourself and rewrite your stories too. So in closing, let's quickly recap these four pillars that can guide you into a clearer, more true mindset of confidence in who it is that you are. First, you need to know the stories that you're already telling yourself and see what role you've been playing in your life. And then you need to recast yourself into the role that you really want. Again, you want to be the lead actor or actress in your life as well as a director. Then you're going to take a closer walk with your fears. I want for you to name them, write a letter to them, let them know, thank you for protecting me, but you are no longer serving me. Next, you're going to shift that inner self-talk by starting to notice your first thoughts and then creating a new habit and then following it up with a second one that is a more true thought about yourself. 
And lastly, you're writing your own definition for what a good life, what success and peace looks like for you right now by creating boundaries for what you will say yes and no to, even if it's just for the chapter that you're living in right now. As you move through this process, you're turning your mind and your body into a safe space that you need that will move with you through every next chapter, every battle, every win, every defeat, every lesson that you'll face. Now, I'm convinced that the greatest kind of warrior isn't the one who sees every single thing as a battle, but that carries their confidence and peace with them in every moment as if the battle has already been won. Let me tell you, I love it when I find a way to blend style and comfort. This is why I am obsessed with Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed a breeze. We're talking minimalist, effortless, yet totally refined, which is exactly my vibe. I wear Jenny Kane's house slippers every single day. I even sent a pair to my best friend, and I've been on the hunt for the perfect shoe for travel. I just grabbed their suede kitten heels. They are timeless easy to pack. And when I wear them, I get compliments and it also helps that they are super comfortable. I've also got a quick shout out their sweaters. The oversized cotton fisherman and the cotton cocoon are perfection for everyday wear. And even as the weather warms up, they are absolutely staying in my rotation. Now, the best part about this brand is that you can mix and match the pieces effortlessly. Pair their sweaters with classic denim or a simple slip dress, and you've got a look that's put together without even trying. Jenny Kane believes in the art of some Simplicity. And on top of the amazing clothes, they even have home essentials. We're talking timeless furniture, cozy pillows and throws, and the most incredible candles. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code GOLDDIGGER15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J E N N I. K-A-Y-N-E.com promo code golddigger15. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I'm pretty well versed in social media, but there was one major platform on the internet that I didn't know how to use to its max potential, and that was LinkedIn. Can you relate? With LinkedIn ads, you'll learn how to build the right relationships, drive results, and reach even more of your audience. Imagine having direct access to decision makers. We're talking about a billion members, 180 million senior level executives, and 10 million C-level executives. Now, trust me, that is a network you want to be a part of. LinkedIn provides targeting and measurement tools specifically designed for B2B. In fact, in the tech world, LinkedIn generated two to five times higher return on ad spend than other social media platforms. And here's the best part. You're not alone. LinkedIn respects the B2B B2B world we operate in. In fact, 79% of B2B content marketers say that LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's right. LinkedIn ads helps build connection and results. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. I am so proud of you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Keep up the great work, my friend. And until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. 
And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Let's face it, life and business can be stressful. And it's not just your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense or anxious. Stress can also affect your digestion and your immune system too. So what do we do about it? Introducing Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress soothing formula from Just Thrive. Say hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks. And for next level mood TLC, there's Just Thrive Probiotic. This is the probiotic my whole family swears by. This spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you'll have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. To learn more about Just Thrive, tune into episode 734 with their founder, Tina Anderson. I loved chatting with her about the gut-brain connection. And if you're ready to take control and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic today. Visit justthrivehealth.com and use a promo code GOLDDIGGER. Take control today with Just Thrive. That's justthrivehealth.com, promo code GOLDDIGGER.